the last time the National League won an all-star game, I still had brown hair. The hair is gray now, but the National League is back in the win column with three to two win in the All-Star game. We'll talk about the Dodgers' influence on that game, both current Dodgers and past Dodgers, and maybe future Dodgers. We'll talk about Shohei Otani's comments about Mookie Betts and how much he loves him. And I will give some of my thoughts on how I would tweak All-Star Week if I was, you know, in charge, like I should be. Hashtag Jeff for Commissioner. That's what's on tap. So let's get locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers. Your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans. This is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. Then you can be an everydayer just like we are. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. My normal co-host is Vince Semperio, although it's just me for one more night uh, or morning this week. Vince is covering the All-Star Game in Seattle and then heading to Miami. Hopefully, it'll be Vince and me together for the last two days this week. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans, just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. And there's a lot of perspective on our boys in blue to have today because the All-Star Game was last night. The National League finally won a game, 3-2. to two. It, was, it, it was a tight one, but they've lost some tight ones. They hadn't won an a, a All-Star Game since 2012. Uh, which is also what the last year the Dodgers didn't make the playoffs. Let's hope this isn't a harbinger of things to come in that regard. Uh, but yeah, it had been a long, 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 long time since the National League won. They were down two to one. It looked like Lourdes Gurriel had hit a game tying home run off his former teammate Jordan Romano. That home run was overturned on re- on replay. It was ba- barely foul, and uh, so they lost that scoring opportunity. But an inning or two later, Elias Diaz who plays for the Rockies, kind of only a starting catcher because the Rockies are bad. He's not a bad player, but he, it's an interesting, uh, you know, he he made the all-star team because the Rockies had to have an all-star representative. Uh, and he came up as a pinch hitter and he had a two-run home run and puts the National League ahead for good. He wins the all-star game MVP. Huge, awesome moment for Elias Diaz. I hope that what I was just saying about him wasn't construed as me not like him. Nothing but love for Elias Diaz. I was, I'm happy for him. Uh, it's just funny how the All-Star game goes sometimes that the guys who barely made it or maybe even shouldn't have made it end up having a huge impact sometimes. Uh, he hit the home run off of Felix Batista, who is lights out, closer for the Orioles, big, huge monster, and just didn't have it. He walked a, a guy, you know, walked two guys, uh, gave up the two-run homer, Rough night for Bautista and a huge night for Elias Diaz. So uh, the Dodgers had an impact on this game uh, at, at different times. The, their fir- the National League's first run was scored by J.D. Martinez. J.D. went two for two, uh, got hits his only times up, his two times up, a single and then a double. After the double, he was driven in by Luis Arise, who also went two for two uh, and – Drove JD in with the to tie the game at the time, tie the game one to one. That was it for JD. He was out of the game after that. His spot in the lineup was where Elias Diaz was 
later pinch hitting for Jorge Soler, I think. So that spot ended up going three for five with a single double and a homer, two two RBIs, two runs scored. Pretty productive cleanup spot, I must say. Uh, Freddie Freeman hit what would have been a home run in five stadiums, uh, would have been a double in most stadiums uh, in the first inning, but Randy Rosarana made a really, really nice play to rob him of extra bases. Wouldn't have been a home run, but it would have been a double if if uh, Rosarena hadn't caught it. The previous batter, uh, Ronald Acuna, had hit basically a mirror image of fly ball to right field where Rosarena's best friend, Adolis Garcia, was playing. Garcia's catch was equally nice, although not as graceful. Uh, Garcia was battling the sun, and so it would have been a more routine out if not for the sun. But because of the sun, Garcia had to make a really nice play on it. Uh, so Garrett Cole kind of got a little bit lucky in that first inning as the starting pitcher for the American League. Uh, Mookie Betts went 0 for 2, uh, and he grounded out and then struck out. That was it for him. Will Smith came in as a sub, caught the last half of the game, flight out his first time up, and then walked and stole a base his second time up. Uh, didn't score, stole the base off his old buddy, Kenley Jansen. Uh, somehow Will Smith seemed to have an inkling that Kenley Jansen is easy to steal on. Although I was watching a game this last weekend, a Red Sox game, and Kenley pitching and Connor Wong, who went from the Dodgers to the Red Sox in the Mookie Betts trade, catching, and they actually threw dude out at second, second trying to steal. Uh, so maybe Kenley has worked on that. He definitely wasn't working on it in this. Smith stole second base standing up without a throw. Could have picked uh, Kenley's pocket and stolen third too. Uh, with two outs, there was no need to. And uh, Smith, I think I saw, became just a third catcher ever to steal a base in the All-Star game. That's a big deal. Uh, overall, base stealers were one for three on the night because uh, Sean Murphy threw out Randy Rosarena trying to steal, and then Jonah Heim threw out Luis Arise trying to steal. Uh, and so Will Smith was the only successful stolen base in this game. That's what wheels do. Um, but there are some former Dodgers, too. Uh, in, in the National League, you had uh, nothing in the in the lineup, but on the mound, Josiah Gray, who went from the Dodgers to the Nationals in the Max Scherzer-Trey Turner trade. Uh, JoJo pitched uh, – I shouldn't call him JoJo. I, he, I remember hearing that he only likes his friends to call him that. I'm not his friend, although he has been in the, on this podcast. But Josiah pitched an inning, struck out a dude, one, two, three inning, looked really good. Uh, and then former Dodger Craig Kimbrell got the save. He walked two guys, uh, had the, the tying run on second and the winning run on first, but he struck out Jose Ramirez to end the game. Uh, Kimbrell, who was nothing like an all-star in his one year with the Dodgers, he's pitched better with the Phillies, although we saw him give up the walk-off grand slam to uh, Max Muncy a month and a half, two months ago. Uh, but yeah, Kimbrell has had a bounce-back season of sorts Made the All-Star team, got the save. It's actually his first save in an All-Star game, despite being an All-Star many times and a closer for his entire career. So that was exciting for him. Uh, National League West, you know, you had Elias Diaz, the MVP. The the win went to Giants pitcher Camilo Duvall. Josh Hader of the Padres got a hold, and then Kimbrell got the save. So National League West and Dodgers represented there. On the American League side, again, no uh, nobody offensively, I don't think, just – Oh, no, Corey Seager, former Dodger Corey Seager, got one at bat and went 0 for 1. Uh, future Dodger Shohei Otani also went 0 for 1 with a walk. And uh, 
And then former Dodgers, two former Dodgers pitched for the American League side too. I mentioned Kenley Jansen pitched. He pitched just a third of an inning. He came in after Felix Batista struggled. Uh, and Kenley, although he allowed the strikeout or the stolen base to Will Smith, he also struck out uh, whoever was up next after Smith on three pitches. Uh, Lord Escorial, I think. Um, and then the other former Dodger for the American League was Nathan Evaldi, who he's famous in Dodger circles because he's the one who gave up the home run to Max Muncy in the 18th inning of game three of the 2018 World Series and that game. But before that, Evaldi was a Dodger. He started his career with the Dodgers, went to the Marlins in a trade, maybe the Hanley Ramirez trade. I can't remember for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, Evaldi was a Dodger at the beginning. He pitched in this game. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit at the uh, in the last segment about Evaldi a little bit more because one of the things I enjoyed about this game was while he was on the mound. So, uh, yeah, Dodgers definitely represented well at this All-Star game. Obviously, Clayton Kershaw was an All-Star but was not on the active roster because of his injury. But five Dodgers there, a lot of former Dodgers there, a couple future Dodgers there, and exciting stuff. One of those future Dodgers, as I mentioned, Shohei Otani. I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to talk about Shohei's comments uh, after he was out of the game about Mookie Betts because uh, it makes some of us Dodger fans who want Shohei Otani on the team a little bit excited. So thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, and please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Look, let me tell you something about Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs, they are shorts. They have pants too, khaki pants, uh, but the shorts is what I love. Uh, they are you know, like Lululemon, except fit better, look better, more comfortable. Basically, everything that Lululemon could be better, you're, you're thinking of Bird Dogs right now. They make you look so good. I don't have them myself. I am not yet down to a size that will fit into Bird Dogs. I'm looking forward to that. My son has a couple pairs. He's 16 years old. He's, you know, interested in looking good as teenage boys are. And he loves the way his bird dogs fit. He loves the way they feel. He's told me uh, how comfortable they are and how just amazing they are. But he says his butt looks good in them. And, you know, I'm not checking out my son's butt, but uh, I know the shorts look good on him. I've mentioned this before. When we went to my daughter's graduation, I told my son, hey, dress up nice. He threw on a polo shirt and his bird dog shorts. He looked awesome. Looked like he was dressed up for a special occasion, but he felt like he was just lounging around because they are so comfortable. Look, if you haven't tried bird dog shorts, you gotta. And if you go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB, enter promo code locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or promo code locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, I am back. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Also want to remind you, when the Dodgers start their season back up on Friday with the three-game series in New York against the Mets, you can catch every game, the hometown Dodgers radio feed on SiriusXM or the SXM app. All you got to do is launch the app, search for Dodgers. And you can also listen to this podcast on the SXM app by searching for Locked On Dodgers. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'd love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comment section. 
if you're listening on the podcast, I'd love to hear from you through social media or email or whatever. I'll give you all that contact info at the end, like I always do. And I want to thank you every day. Those of you who are with us every weekday morning, it's only about a half hour every weekday morning. Our goal is to have it fit into your commute. So thank you, everydayers. If you're not an everydayer, it's really easy to join the club. Just watch or listen every day. It's great. Try Listen on your way to work. When you get to work, sit on your computer and turn on the YouTube and watch it. And then on the way home, launch the SXM app and listen to it on there too. Everybody wins. Uh, so thank you, everydayers. Um, Shohei Otani, obviously, as the angels fall out of contention, it's a big talk. Uh What's going to happen with Shohei Tony? He's a free agent at the end of this year. He's not going to resign with the Angels. And so it would make a lot of sense for the Angels to trade Otani at the trade deadline, which is coming up only about three weeks away. And uh, the question is, will they? And if they do, to where? And then the follow-up question is, then in November, he's a free agent. And where does he go when it's up to him? And the answer to both of those questions, where will he go at the trade deadline and where will he go when it's up to him? The answer to both of those questions could be the Dodgers uh, because the Dodgers in putting together a trade package have one of the deepest farm systems, maybe the deepest farm system in baseball to put together a good package for him. Uh, I, I saw somebody the other day mention the Dodgers could trade their top five prospects for Shohei Otani and they would still have more prospects in the top 100 than 17 teams. Obviously the Dodgers aren't going to trade their top five prospects and you know, it, it's all a cost benefit analysis. There, there's a decent chance that Otani won't get traded because uh, Artie Moreno and the angels are going to want a King's ransom for Otani uh, because if they, if they trade him, even just attendance for the last two months of the season, it's just going to tank. Will uh, you know Mike Trout is out with no Otani? It's a hopeless season at that point, so it would be a killer for the Angels. They have to decide: is those two months of attendance and excitement uh, worth whatever we would get for him in trade? Because they're not going to get any anything for him other than a compensation pick when they lose him in free agency. Uh, but you know, that's all neither here nor there. Eventually. Shohei Otani will get to choose where he wants to play. And somebody asked Otani after the game, which player from the All-Star game impressed him the most? And he said, not just today, but just watching guys overall, I feel like Mookie Betts really impresses me. He's so versatile. He can play the outfield, play the middle infield. I think he's very, very talented. And uh, obviously the feeling is mutual there. Mookie is a huge fan of Otani. Uh, it's we can't read too much into what a player says. Uh, anybody who's met Mookie Betts, who's seen Mookie Betts play up close is going to be impressed by him. So that doesn't mean the same thing as I want to be on his team or I will be on his team, but you know what? It's, it's got to help, right? Like Otani wants to win. We know he wants to win. Well, Dodgers have made the postseason 10 straight years. They've won the division nine of those years winning is is what the Dodgers do and what they plan on doing for the long-term future. He wants to go somewhere where he's comfortable. Uh, you know what? He, he's been in fake LA. Being in real LA, LA wouldn't be that much different. And uh, he obviously he's, he's friendly with Mookie. Everybody's friendly with Freddie Freeman. 
Like the, the Dodgers are a really good environment. In addition to the winning, like I, I feel like Otani could be really happy there. Obviously, I'm a Dodger fan, and so I'm biased, and some of it's wishful thinking. I'm okay with that. I can acknowledge that. Uh, doesn't mean it's not true. Maybe it means there's a slight chance that it's not true, but doesn't mean it's not true. And as we've talked before, you know, our buddy Pat Dwyer had told us, we talked about this a few weeks ago, about the, the time zone thing. Because of Japan, the West Coast is the best place for Otani as far as people in Japan being able to watch his games. And so uh, that that's something worth noting, uh, that he might have more visibility in Japan if he's playing for the Dodgers you know, or the Angels, or the Giants, or the Mariners. The Mariners fans were chanting, come to Seattle uh, at Otani, which, you know, everybody wants Otani. Uh, Freddie Freeman said it during the game. They uh, they were, Freddie and Mookie were mic'd up at the same time, and Joe and John Smoltz were talking to them. It was during the come to Seattle chance while Otani was up, and uh, Joe asked Mookie and Freddie if they want to start a chant of their own, and Freddie joked that that would be tampering, uh, but he said, safe to say that all 30 teams would love to have Shohei Otani. And that's the truth. Uh, I, I've said it before, and I I've, I really believe it the more I think about it. I'm not convinced that Shohei Otani will go to the team that offers him the most money. Uh, I, I, I don't think he's going to give any huge discounts, but I don't think he will necessarily go with the highest offer because there's so much more. For one thing, Shohei's sponsorship endorsement deals are going to eclipse his baseball salary no matter where he goes. And so the money he's going to make in endorsements will be so much more than his salary. It's going to be a rounding error and whatever he gets, it's going to be huge money. So we're not thinking about how much money he can make. And, uh, you know, that really it's going to come down for a lot of these players. It comes down to a, a feeling of obligation to the other union members to, you know, it's, Shohei's responsibility. It's every free agent's responsibility to get the biggest contract possible because that helps other union members in their free agencies later get as big as much money as possible. Even that though doesn't apply to Otani as much because there are no other players like Otani. And so nobody's going to go into free agency with Shohei Otani as their comp. Now Juan Soto, plenty of guys are going to go into free agency with Juan Soto at least setting the setting the bar, even if he's not a true comp and they're going to be below it, Juan Soto will be the bar for them that that their salary will be based on. Shohei Otani is a unicorn. Nobody is going to be based on him. So he doesn't have that same union pressure even. And and my last thing on that is the endorsements, Otani, I believe, will be will make more money in endorsements if he's in either LA or New York. The, I guess Chicago too, maybe one of these huge markets, Otani will be most valuable on the, the endorsement sponsorship market. And so talking about how most of his money is going to come from those endorsements. Anyway, he could take less money from the Dodgers and more than make up with that, with the increase in sponsorships. So, and, and I know I, I acknowledge I'm a Dodger fan and uh, that's why I do a podcast about the Dodgers. I love the Dodgers. no, I'm not pretending to be a journalist here. I'm not pretending to have a scoop. Uh, I say at the beginning of every episode, I'm not an insider. I'm not quite an insider. Um, It's the smart fan's perspective. And fan is just as important as smart in that sentence. Uh, I want Shohei Otani on the Dodgers. 
And honestly, I want him to come for a reasonable contract so that, you know, the Dodgers can build, continue to build a winner around him and the Dodgers can be successful. He can be successful. He can win a world series or 10 and get tons of money and endorsements, all that good stuff. That's what I want. And uh, the fact that Shohei loves Mookie doesn't hurt their chances. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to come back in just a minute. I'm going to talk about some tweaks that I would make to the all-star game if things were up to me. So thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. And please continue to keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Excuse me. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, BetterHelp, there's a misconception about therapy. A lot of people think that there has to be some huge event, a huge trauma, a huge problem in your life for you to benefit from therapy. That's not true. Now, you can benefit from therapy if there is a huge event in your life, a huge trauma, a huge problem, but it's not just for those things. It could be as simple as you're struggling with making decisions in your life. You're feeling stuck. And whether it's employment, you know, I I don't like my job, but it would be hard to, to find a new job and would it be worth it? I'm comfortable where I am. Those kind of decisions, sometimes just having somebody to talk through, a professional who knows what they're doing, can help you get on track, make your decisions. They're not going to make your decisions for you. They can give help give you the tools to be ready to make the right decisions for yourself. Sometimes it is, you know, a, an emotional thing where you need help and talking can help with that. There are so many benefits of therapy, even for somebody who hasn't had a huge life-changing event. And I promise you that if you think about it, they there's a decent chance. I, I think a lot more people could benefit from therapy than are currently in therapy right now. So if you're ever thinking of starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash MLB. All right, I am back. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. I want to remind you one more time, when the season starts back up on Friday, you can catch every Dodgers radio broadcast on Sirius XM or the SXM app simply by searching for Dodgers. You can also listen to this podcast on the SXM app, searching for Locked On Dodgers. And uh, thank you again to our everydayers, those of you who are with us every day. We love you. We appreciate you. And we hope you will keep coming back and tell your friends and family. And uh Last thing I want to talk about, All-Star Week has been great. There's been a lot of good stuff. The uh, the the H, HBCU game, the first time they've done that, that was really cool. The Futures game is always really good. Uh, the all, all the stuff related to the All-Star game, Monday, the Home Run Derby. Uh, you had the Celebrity Softball game after the Futures game on Saturday or Friday, Saturday. Uh, and then the All-Star game itself. It's been great. Here's my one quibble. Uh, It's been hard to watch because they put a lot of this stuff, you know, Monday and Tuesday, great. Home run derby, all-star game, there's nothing, there's no conflicts, nothing else you'd rather be watching if you're a baseball fan. But 
the futures game, celebrity softball game, those were on Saturday and they were on like, what were they on Peacock? I think, which not everybody has. Uh, but you know, I understand streaming is the way the world's going. And I think if you're a baseball fan, it's, you just got to suck it up and buy these streaming services. So I don't mind so much that it's on Peacock. I do mind that it's happening during major league games because most people who care enough about baseball to watch the futures game also love a particular team. And like me, I love the Dodgers. Have I mentioned that? I'm a big Dodger fan. Guess what? On Saturday, I watched the Dodgers. I watched highlights of the Futures game. I watched some clips of the Celebrity Softball game. Uh, but I was watching the Dodgers because that's the games that matter to me at that moment. And when I look at the upcoming schedule and see there's nothing going on on Wednesday, there's nothing going on on Thursday, why did we do these things on Friday and Thursday and Saturday that could have been during these days where there's nothing going on. Those of us who love baseball are going to spend the next couple of days thinking, is it baseball season again yet? When do the Dodgers play? Hurry up. Imagine if we had these cool things like the futures game and the HBCU game and the celebrity softball game to, to whet our appetite, you know, let the players keep the, get their all-star break, give us some content to watch some baseball to watch for the next couple of days. It's silly to me that the league continues to, put those things up against actual major league games. Another tweak I would make, these uniforms, just go back to having the players in their team uniforms in the All-Star game. It was always that until just a couple of years ago. Like, why did they change it? I'll tell you why. Because it was a terrible idea. And Commissioner Fred Robman, he likes terrible ideas. He is a big fan of them. He comes up with a lot of them himself. And when he hears one from somebody else, he just, his eyes light up. He's like a kid in a candy store. Ooh, that's stupid. Let's do that. Ooh, that idea sucked. I like that. That's the only reason to do this. I, I don't mind having uniforms like, but that's for Monday. That's for the home run derby. Uh, these, you know, league uniforms. When the game is being played, they should be wearing their team uniforms. That's how it was for 80 years, 90 years, whatever it's been. So it should be. I, I don't necessarily believe that things should never change, but there is no good reason to do what they did. And it takes away some of the specialness. It's fun to see, you know, guys in different uniforms, having Camilo Duvall pitching to Will Smith as his catcher, Camilo Duvall in his Giants uniform and Will Smith in his Dodgers uniform would be cooler than Camilo Duvall in an ugly National League uniform pitching to Will Smith in an ugly National League uniform put the players back in their team uniforms for the game. And uh, one thing I do want to say that I liked, which I don't normally, I don't normally like in-game interviews, uh, especially with guys who are in the game. Uh, I, I've said before, the one in-game interview I love is when Joe and Oral are talking to Clayton Kershaw because he has the rapport with them. He's open with them. He's super smart. He loves talking about baseball. I love those ones. Most in-game interviews, kind of boring. And when, they're talking to players who are playing in the game. It's really, really hard for me because those players are trying to win a game and they're distracted by the mic. Now, what I love in the All-Star game is this game doesn't matter. Excuse me. This game doesn't matter. And so I like the interviews if, if they're done right. 
Um, and that's why I mentioned I was going to talk about Nathan Evaldi again. The Evaldi was pitching and he was mic'd up while he was pitching. And it was a little bit awkward at first because he walked a dude, gave up a hit, and it's like, I got runners on, and you can tell he's getting stressed and he's flustered and upset. And I thought he was just going to rip the earpiece out. But then he got back into the groove. He's talking pitch selection with John Smoltz. It was a lot of fun. And then when Corbin Carroll came up, and he's mic'd up too, so they can hear each other. So Evaldi had to stop saying what pitches he was going to throw. He's talking to the batter. Batter's talking to him while they're battling. It was fun. The Mookie and Freddie interview was awesome. I'll take as much Mookie and Freddie content as I can get. Not all of the interviews hit, but they were good enough that I, I think it was a good recipe, and they should kind of follow that. Uh, I thought it was funny that Josh Hader and Ozzy Albies were mic'd up together and then Hader threw a five pitch inning. So they got about eight words of interview in. Uh, so that was fun, but, uh, I thought that was good overall. I think baseball did a pretty good job other than the uniforms and putting the games at times that didn't make sense. I thought it was a successful all-star week, a lot of fun to be a baseball fan. Well done major league baseball for the most part. And, uh, I'm excited for Friday and not sure what I'm going to do for the next couple of days because there's no baseball. Uh, but I will be here with you every morning because that's what we do here on Locked on Dodgers. We are everydayers. We hope you will be too. All you got to do is watch or listen every weekday morning. Remember, on Friday when the Dodgers play the Mets and every Dodger game, you can catch the Dodgers radio feed on SiriusXM or the SXM app just by searching for Dodgers. You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked on Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at VinceSense91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog, and the DMs are open in all of those places. Our email address is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. And our phone number for voicemails or text messages is 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow.